Well, welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris podcast. We have reached the end of 2021 and uh, we're excited about next year. But before we put this year uh, away, we've got one last show and we've got Brandon Twitchell from HCR Racing joining us today. Brandon, how are you, man? Good, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. Happy to have you. I was thinking about... What are we going to talk about on this podcast? And so many people ask me on a regular basis, Jared, where's your favorite place to ride? And I was like, well, I was telling Utah. So I thought, you know what? We should have a podcast talking about riding in Utah. And then I started thinking about, all right, who do I know that lives in Utah? And you were like the first person that popped up in my brain, man. Perfect. Yeah, we've we've got around a little bit. Try to at least. Right, right. So HCR is located where in Utah? So we're in Cedar City, Utah, and rough. Most people, oh, I'll tell them, that we're about two and a half hours north of Las Vegas. So we're on the very southern end of Utah. Very southern end of Utah, and for people who haven't been to the state of Utah, that southern end of Utah is how would you describe it? Oh man, it in my world, it doesn't get any better. I mean, it's. We've literally got everything from sand dunes to rock crawling to 12,000 foot peaks for snowmobiling, skiing, snowboarding, the best of all worlds, in my opinion. Where is the closest place to ride for you guys? So we can literally ride right out from our back porch, right out of HCR headquarters and head up the mountain. We've got Brian Head, uh, Cedar Breaks National Park. All kinds of stuff just right here and then you go west we've got some really nasty desert rock crawling that we can literally go right from here and then if we want to load up and put something on a trailer we always head 45 minutes down the road to sand hollow which there's it's you know it's becoming very popular place and destination yeah and, sand you know, getting it's, a, i get a lot of run lately yeah yeah it's honestly it's kind of weird because, you know, we started rock crawling out there so long ago and I go out there anymore. And if I haven't been out, you know, for a c- couple months, the trails have actually changed because pe- so many people are going and didn't know the exact right or left turn. And so it's, it's actually making a lot of the trails harder than they used to be. So it's fun. So before we get into talking about some of the trails, I want to learn more about HCR because we constantly run into each other at shows or events, things of that nature. But you guys have really in the last few years have just sort of grown in the industry. Yeah. And you know, I, I like to, I don't know. I, I like to take a little bit of credit for that, but ultimately it's, I think it's been the, the, I don't know if there's a word, the industry evolving, you know what I mean? It's, it's went from, enthusiasts only buying these side-by-sides to people that have never had one and, you know, want to get out and enjoy the outdoors. And that's really what I've noticed over the last couple of years. And I, I feel like that's what's helped our industry grow so much is, is just, you know, the new, new people coming into it. Yeah, there's definitely a ton of that. And and take credit. I'll take all your credit because you guys have been on the show a few times. But uh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I mean, you guys, uh, explain to people what you guys do, what you make. So we've, back in the day, so Damon Cardone is actually the original owner. He started out HCR as hardcore racing. 
And he actually built really cool titanium A-arms and chassis for gas-controlled remote-control cars. Huh. So this is way back in like, and if, if anyone's familiar with like the Traxxas and T-Max and, you know, the kind of the monster truck looking deals. Totally. But got really huge. And then the aftermarket, I mean, he was obviously aftermarket. Anyways, overseas guys came in and every, and it, it kind of killed it for him. So this was right about the time the Yamaha Rhino came out. And Damon was a big off-road guy into making things long travel and everything else. So they came up with a, a trophy truck type design, a boxed arm and put King shocks on it, long traveled these things and made them a lot more safe, a lot more comfortable to drive. And it kind of has evolved from there. How many years ago was that? This was back, this would have been like 2004 ish. Okay. Yeah. Right, right in that area. And we, and, and we've seen you guys obviously a on a lot of our Project X builds, when people want to um, really change up the suspension, lengthen it, widen it, those sort of things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you go way back when, or even now, you know, you jump in a 64-inch vehicle and, you know, you go hit fast berms, fa fast uh, bumps, everything else, and you notice you're, you know, it's, you're, you're on the edge of control a lot of the time. You widen it out to 72 or 74 inches it changes the whole game. You know, you can add larger tires. You can, it just the stability, the controllability, everything about it, just it's night and day. That's awesome. That's awesome. And obviously we've put them on some of our builds, but you guys have your own builds, your own machines. You take them out riding in your backyard. Where's your number one spot, Brandon? Where's your go-to for you guys? So our, our proving grounds would for sure be Sand Hollow. We've got, uh, we've got a big like 40 mile loop that we go. So when we first, when we have a very first prototype kit, once everything's clearanced and fit checked and everything else, and it's ready to drive, we'll go out and hit this 40 mile an hour loop as hard and as fast as I can possibly drive. Uh, there's been times where my kidneys, my back and everything else hurt for several days afterwards, you know, cause we're, we're literally going out and trying to break this stuff. And, uh, that's our first go-to. And then once, once it passes the test there, then, uh, you know, we go up in the sand dunes and do as many G outs and bottom outs as we can, uh, go out in the rocks and really flex it out hard and make sure we don't have any tie rod interference, fender interference, all that good stuff. So it's, Sand Hollow is it's got it all, one hundred percent. Yeah, and it's crazy enough. As long as we've been doing this show, we've never been to Sand Hollow. Describe uh, why Sand Hollow is your favorite, your proving grounds, your testing grounds. So the best thing I like about Sand Hollow is it's the well the, the best place to compare it to would be Moab. Moab, you know, you have the 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 red sandstone. And it just, it's very fun. It's got a lot of traction. Um, it's fairly easy on your equipment as far as tearing up, you know, your rocker panels and things. You get on sharp, you know, granite type rocks, and it really just is hard on your equipment where sandstone, you know, glides over it and it, it keeps the damage down, but you can still really get yourself into some tricky situations. So you got Moab, and Moab, I consider it more trail riding than rock crawling. You come to Sand Hollow, you can go on a one-mile trail that will take you six hours. So it is just nonstop in your face, rock crawling. Every turn you take, you may be tipping over on your side or flipping over backwards. 
And it's got everything from mild to wild. So you can really pick your poison on your skill level and, and what you want to go out and do. And the best part about after you're out on the trail rock crawling all day and barely covering a mile or two, the way back is all sand and whoops and fun. And you can do 70 miles an hour back to the truck. And, you know, you kind of get the 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 feel for both worlds. Now, is Sand Hollow uh, an open area? Is it a state park? What, 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 what would people want to know about going and getting to Sand Hollow and the, the, how to ride there? So it is, it is a state park, and it is 100% open riding. I don't fully agree with that because I love to protect our, our land, and, and I like to see people sticking to trails. But the fun part about it being open is it leaves us lots of room for new trails. So it's, it, you know, it's kind of the catch 22. We want to keep it safe and secure, but we also love to make new trails. So there's, there's that, uh, dynamic, I guess. Yeah. Can you camp there? Do you have to, is it just day use? What's the, what are the options? Yeah. So they've got, they've got a full hookup RV park right as you pull in. And then as you wrap up around the lake, you can go down on the left side of the lake and it's all open pod camping so rv you know toy haulers and everything else down on the beach it's all self-contained and then they've also got a campground with pavilions and everything on the right side so tons of room for camping uh i, I mean we just had an event there not too long ago and i i don't know how many tens of thousands of people were there but it actually didn't seem as crowded as it uh, crowded as i thought it would wait which event was just there uh, so we had the most recent one was one we sponsored called the HCR side by side rally. Okay. And then you had UTV takeover. That's what I'm thinking. And then before that one was uh trail hero. So there was three events in the same place within a month. <laughs> so the, the beauty of this upcoming year, well, it's good and bad is Moab rally on the rocks is now done for there. It's, completely done the city's won against having side-by-side rallies in moab doesn't mean we can't go there but they're done having rallies there so lance and sean the owners of side-by-side rally and rally on the rocks have combined the two events and they're going to move rally on the it's called side-by-side adventure rally on the rocks to sand hollow in may wow wow wow, so wow. it seems if you're paying at all attention to any social media the number of events, people going to San Hollow has really exploded in the last few years. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, it's really nice and convenient for us, um, but it is it's it's different. It's a different feel when it's always been our backyard. You know, you get a little protective of that <laughs> yeah, stuff. But no doubt. and there's a lake there too. Yes, yes, I can't forget the lake. Yeah, it's you have to you have to watch the beach on depending on the time of year there's some little bugs that give you a good little swimmer's itch but other than that it's a pretty good pretty good lake <laughs> that's fantastic that's fantastic well we're excited to go out to San Hollow we have some tentative plans to get out there in potentially February and uh Polaris has got a, a couple of new razors out and it feels like that is the spot if you want to take those new machines yes yeah, it truly is because, like I said, you can get everything from fast desert to rock crawling to a little bit of sand dunes. So it's yeah, it's a good place. That's awesome. You mentioned doesn't, Moab. Doesn't get any better. No, no, it doesn't sound like it. I'm just like kicking myself as to why we haven't gone before. So we're, <laughs> we're going to get on that. We're going to get on that. You mentioned Moab. 
for so many people that that seems like you know the mecca if you if you want to make one off-road trip in your life um so many people say moab yeah i mean it's it's all i mean i grew up here in southern utah and i didn't get out to moab till i don't know i was like my mid-20s we started out riding dirt bikes and you know trying all these hard jeep trails and literally lifting our bikes up ledges and and different things we had a lot of fun and covered a lot of ground but what i realized the first time I went there was in a Jeep and we uh, went and did the same trails, but it, it was a whole new experience because on a dirt bike, you're, you're going fast. You're having fun and just going fast and not really paying attention to everything around you and going in a Jeep or a side-by-side, you actually get to appreciate the sceneries after every turn. It's a new Canyon, a new look, and it, it it's beautiful, you know, and, and you get to mix in a little bit of fun rock crawling with it. So it's, it truly is a destination that you have to at least visit once for sure. It, it totally is. And now, I mean, it's pretty much on the uh, exact opposite side of the state for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's about a five hour drive pulling a big trailer. Okay. Okay. Faster if you're riding your bike. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, Moab's on the uh, east side of, of Utah. You're closer to grand junction i guess than anything in colorado over there but you're right we've done a few shoots in moab over the years and you know i it's when i tell when people ask and say jared where do you like to go and i say utah and if you haven't been to moab you should go but it's it's, it feels like you're riding in a national park the whole time you're there it's true it's true and it's no wonder that they're doing such a good job in trying to get rid of a lot of these off-roading events and different things because it i mean it is it's a beautiful place and they're trying to protect it and you know, everybody's got to be careful or else we will lose it. Yeah. I, what I love about it beyond the, the writing is you have arches national park right there. You have Canyonlands national park right there. You have other things. Do you have the Colorado river that runs right through town pretty much? And you can go, you know, on whitewater rafting trips, things like that. It's a, they have climbing everywhere there. If you're into rock climbing without wheels. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> Well, and at the end of the day, you know, to go downtown and have dinner and just the vibe of that, that small town feel and everything, it's just, yeah, it's a neat place. This, San Hollow doesn't have that, does it? It just is the... Un- unfortunately, the, right? That's the only thing San Hollow is missing is that cool downtown vibe. Right. So when you go to San Hollow, you gotta, you're, you're packing everything that you would want or need. Yeah, in most situations, there's a little community right next to it that has a lot of ERBO houses and things that are are nice. But at the end of the day, camping down on the beach, that's that's my favorite for sure. It, it is. Yeah, that is. What yeah. about other places that you've been to in Utah that you really enjoy? Gosh, there's so many. It's so hard to even pin down even a top five because there's so many fun places. But it, it really just comes down to adventure, man. It's It's like – Pick pick your poison. Where do you want to go? You know, some of my favorites is on the backside of East Zion. Uh, there's one called the Barracks Trail where you dip down through the Virgin River, I don't know, 30 or 40 times. And then you come up on top of the plateau after climbing out of it. And you can make your way, way all the way over to Coral Pink Sand Dunes, which is beautiful sand dunes. I think it's like six or 7,000 feet with pine trees and everything else. Uh, from there, you can make your way over to a really neat canyon called Peekaboo Canyon. It's a really neat slot canyon you drive down to. And that's just, it's adventure everywhere you look. You know, it's, you, from there, you can go down 89 and get to a small town called Hatch, 
we take and you can dr- drive up over that mountain pass and end up right in Bryce Canyon. And they've got a lot a really fun trail system up in there for side by sides. Uh, I spend, I tend to spend a lot of time right here in Southern Utah, to be honest, because it's, it's just hard to beat. I, I, I completely agree. And that ride you were talking about, was it the, the barracks that you're, you're talking about? Yep. yep. Okay, so we've done that ride and we, oh, did cool. it. we stayed right there in Mount Carmel junction, which yep, is, yep. uh, just on the other side of Zion. You drive right through the park and the road comes out in Mount Carmel junction. And there's, uh, a hotel, a gas station, a restaurant, and a nine-hole golf course. <laughs> yes. The smallest <laughs> nine-hole golf course. Ever, ever, ever. But it's right there. <laughs> but you're right. Riding on the backside of uh, Zion, if you're if you're wanting an, an, a ride that feels like you're also in a national park, but with way less crowds, um, that is totally true. And you do cross that river a ton of times, and then you end up on um, – the plateaus, the flat tops up there, and that's super duper cool. Yes, we've done. Yeah, that. did you and guys? Did you guys get over to the Coroping Sand Dunes as well? We didn't on that trip, but we had uh, many years ago. And cool time cool. we were. Yeah, it's that's we were there, and it was I don't know what time of year it was, but it snowed on us. Oh, yep. I've never been yep. so cold riding back on a ride <laughs> because we had to get back to where we were staying, and it was just it was freezing cold out. And fortunately, we knew somebody that had an RV on location that okay. day so literally we'd we'd go shoot for an hour or two come back warm up for an hour in the rv go back out and shoot we were riding in snow and sand the same day and yep. uh, the, the contrast with that and the because the dunes are so different there they have trees and bushes growing in and around the sand that uh, uh-huh. you got you know on a on a on a day like some days you'll have the bluest sky you've ever seen these green bushes and this colored sand and the contrast is phenomenal yeah yeah it's fun it's fun place for sure we also we were in uh hurricane utah which is also in the area uh a few years ago and i'm sure you've been then there into tokerville falls yep yeah that's actually very close to sand hollow in fact a lot of people will camp at sand hollow and go do that ride from there if as long as you're a street legal vehicle you can make your way up there and and take the back way in. That's a fun little ride too. And in Utah, you can have street legal vehicles. Correct. Yeah. As of now. As of <laughs> Are now. they trying to change it? <laughs> Never know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is a bonus of like there in Arizona is being able to pick your kids up from school and your for your side by side. Part is is I can I can drive down the road in my truck and have the tires hang out past the fenders an inch, and I'll get pulled over for no mud flaps. But I can drive down the road in our general with forty-two inch tires and portals, <laughs> with the with the street legal plate, and I don't get harassed. <laughs> so the, the laws are a little little goofy. Isn't that just like all places, right? Something makes yep. something doesn't make sense. Now, you guys are also right in an area where you've like we've mentioned Zion. We've actually we stayed in Kanab, which is just yep. south of Mount Carmel, and all these places we're talking about. Brandon, they're all like if you're just driving your car, they're all within what half hour, forty five minutes, an hour. Like from us, particularly, so you take Canab. That's it's probably about an hour and a half drive. Everything's within an hour and a half, hour to hour and a half for us in in our location. So it's it's really really quite ideal. Yeah, yeah, because you've got St. George that's not that terribly far away if you need a bigger city to get to, and St. George is an awesome 
jumping off point for all of that stuff too. So if you were like, where do I fly into? Where do I stay? I mean, that's a great question. Exactly. Well, and for us, it's a great place to escape the snow because we do get snow in winter. You do. So what's the time of year to, to ride? Because I think you can, you've told me before, you can almost ride it in Sand Hollow or some of these places almost year round. Yeah, Sand Hollow is year round for sure. It, the average temperature in Sand Hollow during the winters typically like 55 degrees. It obviously dips down and will get a little bit of snow there sometimes, but it's usually gone the next day. Would you think that being in Utah that people are like, nah, you don't go there in the wintertime? Yeah, well, not not anymore. It used to be that way, but man, it, there's a lot of people that come from northern Utah to escape down to St. George and Sand Hollow. It's gone pretty popular in that aspect. Nice, nice. Yes, it's probably why we've, I don't know why we've done all these shoots in and around Sand Hollow and never gone there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, you'll love it, man. It'll be, it'll be a good time. So we're coming out your way maybe twice this year. Um, and one is to do the ride at, at Sand Hollow, but the other one is to come out and see you for your Project X build. And you guys, while you've been a part of many Project X builds in the past, this will be your first HCR build. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity and are super excited about it. So talk to me about what machine you guys chose, why you chose that machine and sort of maybe some of your plans, uh, but not all your top secret plans, maybe. Sure. Sure. So it's, it's funny. I actually went down and stared at it for a few hours this morning, just trying to (laughs) get last minute ideas and different things. But, um, so a few years ago, we've never really been much in, we've always been into the sport side-by-sides, you know, fast moving, big suspension, everything else. Um, but with these last few years, without any new model releases, we've been able to focus on other models that we haven't, you know, really touched a whole lot of. So, so we went into the utility market and, you know, went and took a few Rangers out and realized they're very, um, versatile machines but very limited on much more than taking them down a dirt road or you know out on the farm and so we decided to say heck with it and we started off with an oem kit oem width kit and made it able to run up to a 33 inch tire which if you're familiar with these rangers they come with a 28 so you know we gained a lot of ground clearance to be able to get out and do some of these trails we've been talking about and then from there, we didn't want to stop. We wanted to gain suspension at this point. So we went ahead and made it 72 inches wide and made it able to run a 35-inch tire. So now, theoretically, we should be able to go do just about every trail up to an 8-rated trail in a Ranger. So that's uh, very unheard of. So it... It'll be fun to get out and show you guys what this thing is really capable of when it's known as such a, a utility vehicle. And, you know, this one we, we picked up is a full North Star limited edition. So it's got electric windows, heat, AC, the whole nine. And they've really picked up a lot of popularity over the year, the last few years in our world, just because people can bring their wife and kids and they can stay in the vehicle and be out of the elements and stay cool or warm. Well, the other guys are still, you know, out in the fast cars having fun. It goes back to what you were saying earlier about uh, new people into the sport. Exactly. Wow. That's going to be an awesome build. I I laugh. You're like, I just went down and stared at it for a while and thought. (laughs) (laughs) 
the only conclusion I fully came to this morning is it's going to be bright red. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. That's what you guys do a lot of. I mean, if you've if you've seen HCR uh, at your events in San Hollow or at the Sand Show in Orange County or, or other events, um, red is your color. Yes. Yeah. I, I have a hard time getting away from it. Every time I do, I regret it. So we'll stick go, with what we go know. With what you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm I'm excited about the build. I'm excited about uh, what it's going to look like and and what we're going to do. And I, I imagine we're gonna we're gonna take it when we're done with the build. Gosh, we can go wherever you want, but it's hard to be San Hollow, just like we've talked about. So we'll see if you get your fill for it in, in February or not. And if, if you do, then we can change it up. Perfect. Perfect. What about your, what other partners are you going to uh, use for this build? So some of the, one of the big ones is with a uh, vehicle like this. I'm, I'm going to call it kind of a, what do you call it? Like a high-end cruiser, you know, with, with the sealed cab and everything else. So you obviously got to have music. And Rockford Fosgate has been one of our partners for several years now, and they've got a brand new kit full. I don't even know how many subs and speakers and everything else, but it's uh, it'll it'll rock your socks off. So we're really excited about a, a big loud stereo. Um, we've we've partnered up a lot with Raceline Wheels on a last several builds, so we'll, we'll run Raceline Wheels. BFG tires is is what we've always ran for several years now as well. So we'll have some big BFGs on there. Um, we, we typically run a lot of King shocks with our long travel kits, but with the market and demand lately, they're very hard to get a hold of. So we've branched out and worked with Exit shocks and spent a lot of time testing and tuning. And I've been very pleased with the performance of them. So we'll be running our long travel kit with Exit shocks on there. And then the rest will be kind of a surprise, I guess you would say. Nice. Nice. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. I love doing uh, all the builds that we, d- we do, but especially when, when uh, companies branch out, like you're talking about, and do something maybe not directly in your wheelhouse and get out mm-hmm. of your comfort zone a little bit. And, and, then, um, and then I think sometimes it just exp- you know, it inspires those companies to, to go a new direction or try new things. Exactly. Well, and it just opens up, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you take a Jeep and a side-by-side and they're two very different vehicles. And this, this new Ranger with the, the cab model has kind of, uh, it's like if they both had a baby, I guess you would say, you know, they're this, it, it's a fun part to get out and have a very capable vehicle without having to step up, you know, the, the budget to a, a fully built Jeep, you know? Totally. Totally. What do you like about the Ranger? What are some of the features you like about just not with all the extras and bells and whistles that you were talking about? Really? I mean, the, having that giant bed and the, the hauling capacity and things you can fit in it, they're so big and roomy and really, and at the end of the day, you can fit all your buddies. You can put six people in those things. That's and if you don't know who Brandon is, you've never seen him in person. We can't fit six Brandons in this vehicle. <laughs> no, no, that might be a little. That might be a little Because you're how tall? Uh, six three. Six three, and you probably go two twenty or something like that. Yeah, I'm pushing two fifty these days. Oh man, I need to get back up. I need to get on my mountain bike a little more. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So no, <laughs> you can't fit six Brandons in the vehicle. But yeah, it's it's fun to just be able to load all your stuff and crew and. Uh, yeah, we've even used these things a lot for, for shuttling our mountain biking. We've got a lot of really cool trails right here. And, 
Uh, they make a great shuttle for mountain biking too. Yeah, we've done that on a few shoots now where we've uh, integrated some uh, cross-sport type um, action, you know, where we've ridden somewhere and brought the mountain bikes with us and gone mountain bike. Is that something you you see people doing more or, or that activity or stuff like that? I feel like it's still kind of a little bit of a kept secret because people don't think about the two mixing. But when you take a side-by-side up a a steep mountain grade with lots of turns and everything else in a truck and then a side-by-side, man, what a difference it makes in beating you up, beating up your vehicle, the bikes bouncing around and banging against each other. It just makes, it's, it's like riding a, a chairlift up the mountain, you know, nice and smooth and enjoyable. Right. And then you guys just bomb down. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. We did that in Utah, actually. See, another reason to go to Utah. Now, where? Yeah, bring your place, bikes. We'll get some of bikes. that in too. Nice, nice. Where's some place, Brandon, that you haven't been that you've always wanted to go? Oh man, that is a really good question. I finally made it out to Arkansas last this year to the Highlifter Mud Nationals, and that was a whole new world I've never experienced. Um. Honestly, Mexico. I I have not yet been to Mexico and ran down the peninsula. That's probably that's probably my most desired thing to go to. Well, don't get mad at me when I tell you our, my next shoot is in Cabo. <laughs> I, I'm mad. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it is. We're going to ride from uh, like Toto Santos area um, over to the Sea of Cortez and back. Oh, that's amazing. Yep, that's that's on my bucket list 100%. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people who, who like yourself, who are immersed in the off-road world certainly go down to Baja for um, the Baja 1000 or the San Felipe 250 or whatever races are going down there. So there's, there's, there's opportunity, but then just to go do it for fun, that's a whole different deal. Yeah, I want to go for fun, not for work. No way. <laughs> Somehow yeah. I always go for both, so that works out well, <laughs> yeah. well for me. I mean, we do have decent jobs when it comes to that part of it, I guess. Totally, 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 absolutely, absolutely. It's it's uh, We've probably done uh, two or three shoots over the years down in Baja. So um, last time we were down there, we were, we were with the Matlocks doing some uh, exploring, and they were showing us around in the uh, – parts of the Baja 1000 sort of course and uh, beyond the uh, food poisoning that a few of us got. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> Dude, it was not good. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that part, no. No, that part was not good. Thank God it happened at the end of the trip. Otherwise, it would have been just brutal yeah, to brutal. be on a trip yeah. like that. That is that is the one thing that you hope to avoid when you go down there. So, well, that's, uh, that's good. Yeah, there's. I, I'm always curious as to, I mean, you ride in your backyard so much, but I'm always curious as to, like, ask the people in the industry where they've always wanted to go themselves. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer that I haven't ever done it yet, but definitely within the near future, I'm going to make it a point to get down there and who knows, maybe we'll even race it someday. So see what happens. Well, you guys are just hop on the 15. You're right there. Start heading South, um, get gas in Las Vegas. And then you're in LA five hours, six hours later or San Diego. And then you're there. Exactly. Yeah, you can, you can yep. make it to Baja in one day from your place. Easy, can't you? I mean, oh yeah, easy. for yeah. sure, one hundred percent. Okay, well, I yep. expect our next phone call to be from you in Baja. Then, how's that sound? I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, as 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 we head into twenty twenty two, Brandon, what's like 
kind of your feels on the on the industry um what's exciting for you what's the talk what what uh what do you like about things yeah so well a couple things so we've amongst building stuff for these rangers and utility vehicles we've we've also been working on a whole new product line called the sport line by hcr and what it is is a more budget-friendly full suspension kit and OEM replacement kits. So, you know, a lot of your guys that understand that their um, stock arms aren't going to hold up to what they're they're looking for, but they're not looking to break the bank. This sport line is is kind of to cater to that that realm, and it's literally half the price of our premium line. So we've been working hard on it. We've got three full models developed for it and we're we're really excited about that to be able to reach a a different customer base and um get going on that and then obviously we're we can't be more excited about the new razor the new pro r we've we've asked every favor in the book and we've got our hands on one and got scans and drawings going already and uh we're hoping to see ours first thing of january and and get going on something new and different yeah that's uh that's everyone's uh, uh christmas list this year isn't it <laughs> the pro r yep yep exactly so it's it's just fun to have you know have them change the game and and kind of raise the bar for the rest of the industry and yeah just do something different what does that do for a company like you guys when polaris launches not just an extension of their current line but really you know a brand new platform so with this one particularly it's it's going to be a little tricky because they really did their homework they built this thing very strong and heavy and and that you know they built this thing to handle what what they put behind it and so this this suspension will challenge us this will probably be our most challenging one we've ever had to do but uh, after looking at it and talking to some of the guys that have driven them and raced them, we feel that there's still room for improvement and uh, anything else, you know, we can make it look really good. <laughs> well, uh, fingers crossed that you get one uh, pretty soon. Otherwise, maybe maybe come out and ride with us uh, where it is. We might be bringing a couple with us when we go to San Hollow and, and riding um, in a couple of months. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt to have a good trail guide out there, right? I know, I know. That's what I'm thinking. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Got to, got to have someone to uh, show us around for a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, Perfect. I can't think of a a better place than San Hollow to take that vehicle out to. Exactly, exactly. And there, there's a lot of times I'll see, you know, people come out and and go rides out there, and I'll see where they go, and I just scratch my head on the ride some of these guys choose to take people because there's so many better places right there and they go clear around and anyways make sure you got a good guide if i don't go all right <laughs> i will i i yeah i I, uh, I can just holler from there for you brandon come out for the shoot we'll be here tomorrow <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> yes that's good so well Brennan, I appreciate you joining uh, me today on the show. I love talking about places to ride. Our listeners love hearing about places um, they may want to go riding one day and what to expect. And the, the southern part of Utah, the southern southwest part of Utah, just has so much variety and different places that you could spend literally just weeks in that area and only have to go an hour here or an hour there to go someplace new. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's it's an amazing place for sure. You're fortunate, man. You're fortunate. Yeah, I don't take it for granted. Every time I leave it and come back, I I feel blessed for sure. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of the holidays, man, and uh, we will catch you after the uh, new year. All right, Jared. Thanks. Everybody, take care. You too. See ya. Well, that wraps up our 2021 Destination Polaris podcast season. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great holidays. Enjoy the new year. And uh, be sure to make uh, us uh, your number one downloadable podcast in 2022. Take care, and we will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.